Sophia P here with the return of the Broadcast Journal. After a few months hiatus, I had other things going on in my life, such as a job and a new internship starting up. But enough about me. The Broadcast Journal isn't really about me. It's about the guests. And this edition's guest is Josh Lorne. He's one of the radio voices of the New York Mets. He's also the radio voice of UCA Basketball and UCA Football. Due to time constraints, this episode isn't the usual 30-40 to 40 minute Broadcast Journal episode that you're used to. But I hope you enjoy the, the episode nonetheless. And my guest here is the radio voice of the New York Mets and USA Football and Basketball, Josh Lowen. How are you doing, Josh? Good, man. Thanks for coming out. So how would you assess the Mets season so far? Well, disappointing. I mean, because everybody thought they'd be in, in really great shape uh, with the injuries have taken a toll, and they're kind of just puttering along right now. But, uh, you know, still half the season to go, so uh, hopefully all will, will work out. So you started your career in um, Rochester, is that correct? Mm-hmm. And you got, actually got to start pretty young. Like, how old were you when you started? Yeah, well, Rochester is my hometown, so I was able to uh, to scam an internship with the, the local minor league team, AAA team. And uh, it was uh, kind of a, a bit of a, a journey from there. But, uh, yeah, I was fortunate enough to get my, my foot in the door at a really young age and just kind of followed the dream and never gave up on it. And, and that's the, the key to everything, I think. So did you uh, broadcast for this Triple A team or something? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. We'd do the the middle, the middle innings and the pre and post game shows and stuff like that, and um, just whatever they needed to do. I, I didn't broadcast right away, but you know I kind of got my my foot jammed in the door there enough to uh, express an interest in helping out on the broadcast, and they they let it happen for me. And then uh, I guess then your career went to Chicago. Uh, let's talk about you working with the Cubs. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, Rochester to Baltimore to Chicago. Um, it was, I only spent a year in Chicago, but no, that was the big time. It was WGN. and um, I had started working for the Fox Network that year before that, which kind of, I think, got the, the door popped open there. And, uh, you know, Wrigley Field, it wasn't a great year on the field, but it was still a, a magical season. I had gone to college in Chicago, so that was kind of cool to go back and be able to do that. And and really get my career started. And you said you also went to Baltimore. You were with the Orioles for a while, right? Yeah, a couple of years I was actually just doing their, um, I worked for the, the radio station and carried the games, so we would do their, their pre- and post-game shows and filled in on, on play-by-play when necessary, which was kind of the, the plum, and that's, you know, why, why I got into it. It's really mm-hmm. what I wanted to do. So you said you got with the Fox... That was a young number at the time, Fox uh, Sports at the time. Uh, mm-hmm. So what were you doing at Fox Sports during that time period? They hired me to be one of their play-by-play guys. Uh, they were looking for young people, and um, they they found a bunch of kind of sons of famous broadcasters to, to do most of it, Joe Buck and Tom Brenneman and guys like that, and then they kind of ran out of <laughs> of guys that had famous dads. So I was, was next man up, fortunately, and that was, that was a real big break because once you're on – TV on a national scope that kind of you know lets people know that, that you're around and available and gets your your name to the top of some lists where before it might have gotten kind of lost in the shuffle. Well, what are your most memorable as working at Fox Sports during the '90s and early 2000s? Oh boy, uh, well there were some pretty good things going on. I mean, you know, the Barry Bonds season where he broke the, the home run record and. The McGuire and Sosa year, where they went back and forth, and McGuire hit the 70. So th- those were fun to cover at the time. And 
you know, I was such an Orioles honk. Uh, so, you know, covering Cal Ripken and, and his uh, finale, you know, as, as it turned out, and had been in Baltimore for when he broke the Ironman record. So those are some good moments. And getting to do some playoff games, obviously, is memorable, too. I never thought I'd be able to do that, but uh, got assigned a couple of entire series, which was neat, and um, actually did some dugout work. Too, kind of, you know, pre-Ken Rosenthal bowtie era. And, uh, in fact, the Mets in 2000 was one of my assignments, the series they had against the Giants. That was a lot of fun. So then you moved on to uh, the Arlton area doing Ranger games. Uh, what would you say, you, when you started, the Rangers weren't a really good team, but then when you finished your tenure there, they, were, they got to the World Series. So how would you say the growth of that franchise from when you first started there to when you Yeah, they were they were really lousy when I first got there, and that's where you really earn your, your money in this business is when the games are long and the team is bad and you, you have to still make it informative and entertaining and interesting and, uh, you know, it's 105 degrees out and all that stuff, but you have to kind of keep going because it, it means a lot to the, to the people that are watching. And that was a good lesson for, for a lot of years. And then, yeah, they they got good, and, and that's when I left. But uh, it was neat to see you know, a lot of people had suffered there for a while, and for them to, to finally get to where they'd all wanted to go was gratifying. Now, you just recently said that you left the Chargers organization. They said that they needed a full-time announcer, right? Right. So what were you miss most about doing the Chargers games? Well, just the, the game day experience on Sundays in the NFL is, is really pretty amazing. You know, it, it's uh, every year, it's only 16 games, so everyone really matters. And, uh, you know, that's, that's about as big as it gets in America, right, is to, to be around the NFL. So, um, you know, when I had first gotten there, they were, they were really, really good. You know, it was with Adrian Tomlinson, and, you know, Rivers was just coming along, and it seemed like they were in the, the playoffs about every year for a stretch there. So, I was lucky, and they kind of went, you know, it's the opposite of the Rangers. They, you know, the Chargers got better as I went along, and, uh, or I'm sorry, the Chargers got worse as I went along, the Rangers had gotten better. So, uh, it wasn't, wasn't ideal, and I would have liked to have maybe, uh, you know, gone out with uh, a, a few more wins than, than how, you know, these 4-12 and 12 seasons have ended up, but that's something we, <laughs> something we don't control. Now, I have a couple more questions. Obviously, you had to go do other stuff, but uh, how did you get the Mets job that you have right now? They had an opening and uh, knew I was available because I had left the Rangers, and um, they came to find out, actually it was the radio station, not the team, but you know they had heard through channels that I was available and that I'd grown up a Mets fan. They just thought it was a nice fit. They were looking for somebody that had New York roots, and even though I didn't grow up in New York City, I grew up in Rochester, and um, you know, it's at least New York State, so that was... Uh, timely, you know. I was definitely hoping to get back into radio after spending so much time on the TV side, and, and you know, the Mets gig I've always thought is just the, the best one out there. So I was was really happy that we were able to get together. So, what is the most enjoyable fact about doing the Mets games, in your opinion? Um, well, the, the people probably. I mean, you know, Howie Rose is a great partner, and the, the traveling group that. That we're with. I mean, the TV guys are outstanding, and you, you, you learn a lot from them. And to have them be your colleagues and peers, that, that's pretty neat. And uh, you know, just coming to work every day at City Field, it's uh, it's been a very very gratifying thing to be able to to watch it all take shape. And um, you know, the the year a couple years ago where they made the nice run, and 
and got all the way to the World Series and probably should have won the darn thing. Um, you know, doesn't get much better than that. I was talking about uh, you studied football and basketball. How did you get that those two opportunities? Um, kind of the same way. I mean, just kind of once you're going in, in the business, it's like anything else. You know, I mean, people have you on their radar, and um, it's it's nice to to be thought of in that way. Where um, you know at least to be asked if you're available for something like that. And it happened to be that I was and, uh, you know, was trying to get west, uh, you know, in the off season because I really do love it out there. So that it all worked out brilliantly, it turned out. So obviously the big thing about UCLA basketball was uh, LeVar and Lonzo Ball. What were your thoughts of Lonzo's play and then LeVar obviously as a personality? Yeah, I mean, Lonzo was great. And, consummate teammate and you know you'd never know that he was Lavar's kid you know I mean he's just humble and uh, you know very quiet actually did everything that was asked of him and he's a heck of a player I really think he'll be an, an exceptional NBA player and you know Lavar obviously is interesting and I, I didn't act, interact with him all that much but I'd see him at the home games and say hello and uh, you know it's not everybody's parenting style but uh, it, it seems to be working for that family and I, I don't have any uh <laughs> Any bad things to say about it? So I guess I'll uh, wrap it up there. I usually ask my guests when I wrap it up, uh, how would you like to remember? So when it's all said and done, how would you like to remember? That's a great question. Um, just hopefully somebody that uh, that was always prepared and, and interested and passionate. Uh, I think passion is a big part of what anybody does in any line of work and um, you know like there's an old quote from a, a, this makes me sound like some bookworm or something but it's a Ralph Waldo Emerson quote about how nothing great is ever accomplished without enthusiasm and my advice to everybody is just find what you're enthusiastic about and and just run real hard you know I mean uh, there's no shortcuts you, you got to put in your work but if you're if you're passionate about it it doesn't feel like work so um you know, I've been fortunate to be able to apply my passion to to a paycheck, and uh, that's made all the difference. Well, thanks to my guest Josh Lauren. Uh, obviously, I would like. That.